Father, in the name of the restful Son, in the name of the peaceful Spirit, in the name of the three in one, the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading from the epistle, Paul's letter to the Romans. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me say what a privilege and gift it is to be here in the context of the celebration of life of the precious and beloved Alex. It is a gift that we have all been invited to today, and I pray that you will open your mind, your heart, your soul, take a deep, abiding breath and be present, because Alex is with us. He is hiding in the wind, as the Celtic poets say. He is alive in the presence of Christ. And thank you to Father Stu Shelby, the rector of this beloved parish, and for his graceful uh, giving me the torch of the pulpit today. I hope you'll hold on to these words. What God creates, God loves. And what God loves, God loves everlastingly. Hold on to those words. What God creates, God loves. And what God loves, God loves everlastingly. There's a thread of love that brought Alex into this world. The shared love of Randy and Pat his mother, his father, the love of his sister, Hannah, and his brother, Graham, the love of his former wife, Susanna Gens, and their children, Lucas and Bo. Until the very end, Alex cherished his immediate and extended family, including all of his aunts and uncles and cousins from the Robertson and Shank families. God creates and God loves. And what God loves, God loves everlastingly. And these words run through Alex's life, his dying, and his being raised up to new life. They are the thread that continues to tie his life to yours and yours to his. And with that backdrop, 
I want to share two threads that I think pulls this moment in time into an offering of gratitude. The first thread I call the longing of the soul. The longing of the soul. Although I did not know Alex personally, I have known and loved his parents, Randy and Pat, and blessed to know his sister, Hannah. And I think you would agree with me, I hope you'll agree with me, that for Alex, music was one way in which he expressed the longings of his soul. He was a gifted and outstanding jazz and rock guitarist. I've checked that out. And with my background, my background as a jazz and rock drummer, I know I don't look like it. In my younger life, I connect with Alex in this way. I get it. Music is an expression of the longings of our hearts and our souls. And that brings me to a mesmerizing musical word, the word saduce. It's an unfamiliar, beguiling term, and the music it was connected to is very passionate. It evokes at once a sense of wonder and awe, reflection, mystery, and allure. It's a Portuguese word and a Galician word from Spain, and it's pronounced sodaji, sodaji. It's among the world's uh, most untranslatable words. Most descriptions speak of it as a vague and constant desire and longing for something which is absent and no longer. A sense of longing something for somewhere, someplace, someone that does not and perhaps cannot exist. A constant feeling of absence and sadness that something is missing. Wistful longing for completion and wholeness and the yearning for the return of what is now gone, a desire for presence. The word appears repeatedly in Brazilian music, in jazz, samba, bossa nova music, associated with artists such as Stan Getz, the Jack DeHonnet Trio, Oscar Castro Neves, Chick Corea, Gary Burton, Yo-Yo Ma, many others, and emanates out of their sense of the soul and of music. And later, pop and rock artists carried it on. Australia's Nick Cave, Holland's Jan Ackerman, they recorded songs about Sabuje. And I think it's important to honor the reality of the soul and this way in which Alex was able to share it. From the words that you have shared about Alex's family, it is clear that he deeply felt a human and a holy longing. There is significance in the treasure that is found in the words that have been spoken about Alex. A tender, sensitive, peaceful heart, a deep thinker, a seeker of meaning, and a longing for justice. He was a sensitive person responding more to heartbreak, pain, and the loss in this world than many of us would ever know, but also responding to the beauty, to the new ideas, to compassion and joy. One example 
And these are from his words. He was a founder of this wonderful rad skate park in Asheville's River Arts District because he loved it. And listen to what he said. Skateboarding has given me so much throughout my life and it feels great to be able to do something for skateboarding. And so he supported a skateboarding community of young people. And he said, my goal is to provide a quality facility devoted to supporting the local skateboarding community. He enriched lives through the passions of his soul, including yours, and truly only his family and friends can deeply and truthfully and truly remember those wonderful gifts of Alex. That's thread number one, this longing, this saduje that we all experience. We all have longings, deep longings in our heart. We are one in this respect, in this part of our human existence. We have longings, and they come from the depths of the longings that God has placed within us. Thread number two. The way of resurrection love. In our earthly pilgrimage, no life is without pain. No life is without suffering. No life is without challenging and difficult circumstances. Each and every one of us here today are sitting next to our own pool of tears. I know I have a pool of tears that I bring into the pulpit with me. Our pilgrimage is not without suffering and pain. We live in a context that's deeply characterized by heartbreak and heartache. It's a storyline of our life. Life is difficult. Life is hard. And Alex's long struggle with the disease of addiction is also a dimension of the vulnerability of human existence. We all share that vulnerability, each and every one of us. We're increasingly aware of the complexities of the human mind and mental health and brain chemistry. We are vulnerable in life. There's a paradox about it all. Karl Rahner, one of the great Jesuit theologians, put it this way. Every human life, in the end, is an unfinished symphony. We can never have full completion. Every life is an unfinished symphony, no matter how short, no matter how long. But the paradox also goes on because we are invited to participate in the symphony itself. And that's the goodness and beauty and truth and wonder about your life and mine. In our grief this day, we acknowledge the hope and the real presence of this love, this resurrection love that God has given to each and every one of us, conquering death and the grave into our existential reality. God so loved us that he created us out of love, for love, and in love. He made us for God's very own self. 
and sent his beloved son to share our human nature, our vulnerable human nature. To live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to God, the God and Father of each and every one of us and of all. No one comes to the Father but through me, said Jesus. There's a sense in which he's speaking about a powerlessness about the human condition. We cannot attain this transcendent love on our own. We were never made to run on simply human resources. We were meant to be under the caring love of God. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. A Latin phrase, pro nobis, God is for us, not against us. God is not a threat. God is inviting us to God's friendship. And I know that that friendship underneath all the struggle that Alex lived was still within him and is now being fulfilled. So let me close. I want to read some words from the great poet and Irish priest, John O'Donohue. He said these words, especially to those who have lost their loved ones, and so I want to say them to Alex's family. Alex, may you continue to inspire us to enter each day with a generous heart, to serve the call of courage and love until we see your beautiful face again in that land where there is no more separation where all tears will be wiped from our mind and where we will never lose you again. And to all my friends, to all of us here today, may you come to accept your longing as divine urgency. And may you know the urgency with which God longs for you. And may we live and continue seek the glory and wonder and beauty of this world and this life by sharing the compassion and love that Alex also shared with us. Amen.